Good morning, New Haven. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to WNHH's C Click Fix Radio. I'm Paul Bass, welcoming you to another of our weekly looks at what's happening at the grassroots through the pro- through the lens of the pro- C Click Fix problem solving website. Today, we're visiting folks from Fayetteville, North Carolina: Joseph Vitarelli, Tiffany Brisson, and Gavin McRoberts. C Click Fix's Caroline Smith and Nadine Herring, meanwhile, are here in the studio. With the latest Scissors Power news, Margaret Lee pushing out the social media, and station manager Lucy Gelman making sure the connections all work. Bill paying aside, the Allen Haven Hospital provided financial supports for today's program. Welcome, everyone. Oh, can Good I get morning. An amen? How are you doing? Good. Got an amen in the house. Good. And I'm guessing that's Joseph or Gavin? That would be Gavin. Gavin, what's your job down in Fayetteville? Well, I'm a public information specialist. Um, I do a little bit of everything, or I try to. And uh-huh. uh, they keep me pretty busy down here. And uh, Joseph, I mean, yeah, Joseph, what's your job down there? Uh, I'm the uh, IT project manager, uh, and I was responsible for bringing Bay Fix It or Secret Fix into the city. So I can see why you're on the show. And Tiffany, what's your what's your gig down in Fayetteville? Good morning. I, I am the uh, CSR supervisor of the Wednesday Call Center. What's CSR mean? Uh, customer service representative. All right. Sounds like we got the crew already. So we're going to get some news reported from your citizens in Fayetteville through the media center here in New Haven at C-Click Fix. Caroline, what news have we been getting from Fayetteville? Awesome. So to kick us off, we have an oldie but a goodie, uh, a graffiti issue that was reported at 225 Ray Avenue in Fayetteville. Uh, has been viewed 143 times. Reporter was the one and the only Gavin McRoberts. Oh, Okay. And uh, as you can see from the picture, there are three huge pots, and the description includes three Hurley pots have been tagged. Um, following up on that issue, Rebecca Harris assigns it to Pat Barber. Uh, Rebecca Harris also hops on, acknowledges this issue, says, thank you for, for using Faith Fix It. We found that Parks and Recreation will be responsible for addressing this matter. I forward your concerns to their department, and it'll be addressed as soon as possible. And then, that same day, Kenny W. Griffin, a registered user, uh, posts removed uh, same day, and it's the same picture of the Hurley pot with the graffiti completely wiped What's away. What's a Hurley pot? From my understanding, it looks pot, like a huge. Oh, we have the, we have the expert. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Hurley pots are these decorative, they're giant cast iron planters that we have in the downtown area along the sidewalks. We have uh, decorative plants. It really helps beautify our downtown area because it's a historic downtown. We like to keep it nice and clean. Um, from shoppers and all the people that come down here. So it was right in our uh, one of our gateways into the downtown area. We had these three Hurley pots set up, and somebody decided they want to proclaim their love on the side of the Hurley pot and uh, magic markers. So it was, uh, it was, I was really excited to see how quickly uh, to get that response. Because normally, you know, you put in a request, you don't always uh, get that immediacy to know that it's been cleaned up. You have to come out like a couple days later and, Keep checking on it. I, I mean, I even did it this morning uh, on my early morning walk. I was walking downtown. We have a giant, like, millstone on one of our parks that was from an old mill house. And then somebody took a can of spray paint and tried to make it look like a giant Pokeball. And so I uh, <laughs> immediately reported that in this morning. So, so I guess somebody really wanted to catch them all. But uh, <laughs> so we wanted to make our community nice and, and pretty. So I, I, that's one of the reasons why I like this hat, because it's, it's just so convenient. It's right there in my pocket. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I do talk like a, a citizen who uses it because I am a person who uses it as, as often as I can. 
But I like that the citizens are watching you. Caroline read how there was a citizen who reported that the job was done. So, Gavin, you reported as an official. You were hoping the officials would work, and a citizen let you know what happened. It's almost like we've come full circle with the relationship between citizens and public officials now. Exactly, and that's one of the reasons why city council was so keen on the safety of the platform because citizens, because you know they made it a priority years ago to boost citizen engagement, get citizens involved in the process. And uh, taking reports, we always had the call center. We were always taking those reports. But I think having that that tech, technology component to really provide immediate feedback is part of that uh, engagement process. It closes that loop, like you said, to really uh, acknowledge, first acknowledge, hey, we hear you, we're responding, we're investigating, we're looking into it, or we hear you, we refer it to the appropriate department. But then to also get the follow-up to say, you know, it's done. Like, for example, with the Hurley Pots, uh, Kenny took a picture of the Hurley pot to show that it had been in repair, and that's really useful to have that engagement. And, I mean, uh, and I know we talked about this also. It's like, you know, there's other times, too, where by getting that feedback, I, I think one point I was out walking, and I saw there was some vandalism to a statue. Somebody stuck gum all over the Marquis de Lafayette, um, the person for whom the city of Fable is named. Um, it's a very pretty statue. It's right in our area, and, and the you know, gum is stuck all over the statue. So I wow. took a picture of it, sent it in, and then they uh, they went out and cleaned it. And then later that day, I was walking on my lunch break, and I walked by the statue, and I noticed that they missed the spot. <laughs> and I, I I went into my C-Click Fix app, and I, when I said, no, it's not closed, you guys missed the spot. And they went back, I'm, I think it was the next day or something like that, and cleaned it up right away. So it was really having that engagement, providing that feedback, made sure we got the job done properly. And you don't have any scary Lucy statues either, so you don't have to deal with that. Not that we admit to. <laughs> but I took a look at that finally because you know, I put the new Scary Lucy up yesterday for her 105th birthday, and they had the original, you know, that town that where she was born, mm -hmm. I forget the name, and they had a, a statue of her up, Ridgely Lucille Ball, and it really was a scary <laughs> statue, like nothing <laughs> like her. And the new one they put up really looked like her, and you wondered, what was, did you notice that Nadine what was it? It, it will, I've, I've seen the original statue, and it was scary. I wonder why oh the first God. statue didn't look anything like it. It is so scary. Did you see it, Gavin? <laughs> I kind of heard it looked like something out of Beetlejuice. It was out yeah, of Beetlejuice. Wow. I was kind of scared looking at it. But anyway, I'm not scared. <laughs> let's, let's get on to more news in Fayetteville, because you don't have scary Lucy's down there. Nadine, what else going on in Fayetteville, according to C-Click Fix users? I just have one quick oh. question about Hurley Pots. So I know Nadine, so Nadine is the chair of her uh, community management team. And I know you guys were interested in putting flower pots on Whaley. And I'm kind of curious just what is the process of procuring flower pots and like deciding what flower pot you want? Like in your case, I don't know, in Fayetteville, if you guys had, like, would you recommend to the Hurley pot as like the pot that should be used in other cities? A Hurley pot is not something, um, I think they were custom made. Uh, we had a, a they're actually named after the mayor at the time in the 90s. Uh, they just appeared one day, um, and it turns out he had purchased them for the air. Because these are probably, to move them, you need a, a forklift. Because they are wow. probably about three and a half to four feet in diameter. Uh -huh. We use them, they're, they're decorative, but they also help prevent cars from coming up on the sidewalk. So it's more of a, 
And there are flower pots on Wheeling, Nadine. Correct. I noticed the cross with a pizzeria across the edge of the woods. Yes. We have um, big decorative uh, planters as well. They're, they're um, not cast iron, but they're uh, cement planters. And you need, I don't know if you need a forklift, but you need something really heavy to lift them. Um, and those are courtesy of our special services district, the Whaley Avenue Special Services District. And they are planted and maintained by the one and only Peter Dodge of Edge of the Woods. Should we call them Dodge Pots or DeStefano Pots I or like Heart Pots? I like the name. Dodge Pots is perfect. Dodge Pots. <laughs> um, right. they're, they're beautiful. Um, I've taken pictures and posted them on Instagram. Um, they, they, and they, he tends them so they have nice flowers. In they them. add a lot of beauty to the avenue. They soften the avenue because we're pretty much, um, we don't have a lot of residential on Whaley. So it's a way for cars to slow down to look at the beautiful flowers and the plantings as you're walking down Whaley, as you're biking down Whaley, waiting for the bus. Um, and if someone loses control, the car won't hit Mama Mary's uh, soul food because it will hit just like the Hurley Pots in Fayetteville. <laughs> these things will block the way. Right. But that reminds me, the Hurley Pots in Fayetteville remind me of the pots that we have on Orange Street. So the big pots that are in front of the um, the federal, the Social Security building. So they were put there. Um, they're huge cement planters. Huge. They're decorated with flowers, and I think they were put up as a, a, a more decorative barricade, so to speak. Um, uh -huh. And they definitely, um, if you hit one of those, your car will get totaled. So it's a way to slow traffic down on Orange. Well, we're li you're listening to C-Click Fix Radio on WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio broadcast at 103.5 FM and live streamed at newhavenindependent.org. We're talking C-Click Fix Radio news today with Caroline Smith, Nadine Herring, and Margaret Lee of C-Click Fix. And Joseph Vittori, Vitarelli, excuse me, Tiffany Brisson, and Gavin McRoberts of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Nadine, what are the news is coming in from C-ClickFix users in Fayetteville? So this is another graffiti um, issue. This one is archived. It was originally reported by Kevin back in October of 2015. And this one was the snake uh, graffiti. Ooh, the so snake. this one was reported um, on... October 29th on the side of a building, uh, big snake letters. Um, and it was on public property that same day. Um, a verified official, Sarah Alfaro assigned it to code enforcement. It was acknowledged the same day and closed a few days later, um, by code enforcement saying that the violation had been corrected. So this reminded me of our infamous tagger in Westville, Right, he didn't have a snake. He had a no. body part that looked like a snake that yeah. he kept drawing everywhere. Yeah. What are snake letters? So it's, it's the word snake. Oh, the word snake, and it's kind yeah, of written like. Was, uh, yeah, he was a very prolific uh, graffiti artist in our downtown area. Um, he was tagging multiple businesses, walls, sidewalks, streets. Um, eventually, he was caught. There's over 25 um, reports of separate graffiti reports associated with this one graffiti artist over a one-month period. 25 so in one month. Wow. Now, we had that and, here, uh, too. So, now, so at first, Gavin, were you first chasing after it every time someone reported, like in the instance Nadine wrote, read, every time they reported, you would go out and clean it? The city's had this, the, the graffiti ordinance for quite some time. And if it's a public prop, if it's a public location, the city will clean it up. And if it's a private property, they're typically, I think, with inspections for code enforcement. Code enforcement lets them know you have the excellent amount of time to uh, do it. And I think we have a, a district, a historic district downtown, as part of their fees 
you know, the city will clean it up for them. And so this guy was tagging in the downtown area. So that's basically, that's coming off the city dollar. Um, and when you're talking about like 25 times in a one-month period, how much does it cost, do you think, on average to clean it up? It's about $500 wow. per wow. incident. So, so the snake was starting to add up some costs. So how did you catch the snake? Yeah, that's coming out of the city budget. So uh, so people were important. I think this one case was viewed over 367 times on Secret wow. Six. So, I mean, people will respond. And I think the guy actually reported this was actually my supervisor. I think he was coming out of a meeting, and he saw it on his way back to the office over here where we work because we're a few blocks away from City Hall. And he took a picture of it and reported it in. And that, that happened to be the $2 million C-Click 6 ticket. That's right. How cool is that? <laughs> That's a lot of tickets. Yeah, so we even did a big deal. We put out a press release. Yeah, hey, our own Kevin Arad, our own communications director, is the two millionth reporter uh, on C-Click 6 wow. uh, for the city of Babel. But for that C-Click 6 total. So how did, you, how did you how did you how did you catch the snake? Yeah, with your milestones. Yes, we only had about ten thousand here in Fayetteville. Yeah, if we had two million in Fayetteville alone, we've got some serious issues. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How did you catch this guy? He eventually he slipped up and he posted a picture of himself on Instagram Ooh. with his tag. Ooh, how did and how did you find they that? Found him. They busted him and his roommate, and if I recall. There was also a lot of marijuana for dealing was also confiscated when they busted him. Um, so he, yeah, he, and plus there's all those incidences that were reported and filed a report, and it's a, a crime in Fable to tag building. So I think he also had some charges that came out of that as well, in addition to the marijuana, the graffiti. So who saw the picture on Instagram? I think it was a detective. So do detectives there regularly monitor, like, how would they know in the whole world of Instagram, would it say Fayetteville on the guy, on Snake's page? I'm not, I, I'm I don't so have my ignorance here. Yeah, I don't know if somebody reported it, gave him a tip, or if, I know we have um, cyber detectives whose duty is to, to cruise the web and do those type of investigations, and we also have a, um, a CIC, a, a criminal investigation, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, okay. uh, sorry, we just had a spider crawl across my desk. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to see that on C-Click <laughs> Fix. Yeah. That was a big one, too. <laughs> At least it wasn't a snake. You know, in, in New Haven, our Westville neighborhood, this tagger who was doing the snake-like uh, body part, male body part, he slipped up a little bit one night. He was urinating in the back in the middle of the night at a uh, synagogue where there was a security video camera. And the camera caught him, and he looked up, and he saw that he was on camera, and he sprayed the camera as a spring it was going to leave his image off. And it's only because he sprayed the camera that the people at the synagogue noticed that there was something wrong with the camera, checked the footage, and found him, and some video came up that night. But they still haven't located him, so I think we're going to have to check his Instagram. What do you think, Nadine? <laughs> the ego of some <laughs> people, you know. Yeah. People put a lot of stuff up on the web, and uh, they can... Uh, Come back to Hanuman <laughs> and help detectives. So we'll never complain. So, Caroline, what are the news we got from Fayetteville? So we have a bulky item pickup issue. It's been acknowledged. It was um, it was reported at eighteen twenty six Camelot Drive. Uh, reporter was anonymous. Viewed nine times thus far. Reported on the eighth. Uh, description: mattress and box spring. Which 
I just looked up, I realized there's a difference between a mattress and a oh, box yeah. spring. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know that at all. I just assumed it was one bed. <laughs> but what <laughs> about bed your bed? Just the complete. <laughs> but what are your bed? You don't have a box spring and a mattress? I'm, I, I have a toothpick bed where I have just wooden slates and then I presumably a ma- mattress and there's no other. You know, I'm wondering why technologically they haven't gotten rid of that double. It doesn't seem like it makes sense. It yeah. seems like you should be able to build mattresses that don't need a box spring, don't you think? A little double, double decker. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm anyway, sure. so. Anyway, both of these. Clearly, this uh, reporter also agreed and was like, you know what? I just don't want any of them. Um, and so the Velda Jones-Brown, a verified official, hopped on, uh, acknowledged the issue, assigned it to environmental services, um, and also included a very detailed description. Your bulk furniture items have been scheduled for pickup to occur on Thursday. Please have item, items placed two to one to two feet curbside by 7 a.m. the day of the pickup. Items should be clear of any obstructions, for example, mailboxes, utility poles and wires and low hanging branches. Please note that different trucks pick up different types of items and items not listed may not be collected. You can add this pickup. Um, you can add to this pickup until 12 p.m. Wednesday, uh, the business day before. If you have any additional questions, please do not hesitate. Wait, what to was reply. the complaint? The, the complaint was someone was reporting that um, they were uh, they wanted these bulky items, a mattress and a box string, to be picked up by Fayetteville. Oh, okay. So they just didn't know the information about how bulk works in mm-hmm. Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I think that's a I think that's an actual issue that's reported, right, Tiffany? This is the probably the one that's I think this is the issue that's reported the most. Yes, this is actually one of our our number one um, our tickets, our service requests for bulky item pickup. Um, they're not always complaints. Most of the time, they're requesting bulky item pickup for themselves. Um, it's a service that we offer to our residential um, trash. Uh, uh, customers or citizens that receive the trash collection services and they can call in and request a bulky item pickup and um, usually there, there's no additional charge for collection they just need to give us a list and we can we can either schedule it or, or guide them on, on further disposal and is how much how many times a year can they do that they can do it once a week every week um, wow. as long wow. as the items they have or um, you know apply for our services we, we can take it we, we even take some additional items um, you know, for for a fee, if it's not something that that they're taxed. Because here, people do it once, twice a year when they're clearing out a house or a landlord or doing repairs, and they get these big piles that other people throw stuff onto, and they leave it out for two days in advance, and then the city come and gets it. We we have a lot of turnover in our city due to um, Fort Bragg and the college campuses. So, um, you know, we have a lot of people moving in and out, and I I think it's really great that we're able to offer this service, you know, to our citizens on such a, a regular basis. And what are the universities in Fayetteville? What universities do you have down there? We have the Fayetteville State University, Methodist University, um, FTCC. Yeah, Fayetteville Technical Community College, and then we have several. Uh, like Strayer, Phoenix, uh, several other. Uh, wow, you're you're real university town. Somewhat, uh, yeah. We got a few in our town, and, and uh, Fable State University is part of the UNC school um, system, and Methodist University is a private college. So and now I wonder how that figures out with the whole cultural um, currents going on in North Carolina. Um, anything ever come up with cyclic fix on bigger issues rolling the state, like transgender bathrooms? Has that ever come up there? I haven't heard of any issue coming in through C-Click Fix. So that's not municipal. Yeah. It comes through basically on a um, request for services or uh, – you could probably speak on that better than I can, Tiffany, but um, – the, There's none that I've seen uh, come through. Okay. Nadine, what else we got going on news-wise in Fayetteville? 
So next issue is in regards to missed yard waste. This issue is now closed. It was originally reported on July 30th. Um, this is the second week in a row that our yard trash has not been picked up. It is in the same place, same container we always use with nothing in it, but grass clippings and small tree branches. That same day was acknowledged by um, city of Fayetteville administrator. Uh, Velda Jones then came on a day later um, and assigned this issue to environmental services, which I would assume is your guys version of DPW. Um, and then on August 8th, the issue was closed. The city of Fayetteville has completed the service. Should you have any additional questions or concerns, um, please leave a current issue uh, comment for our staff. And thank you for using Faye fix it. So this also reminds me of an issue that we're having a lot in New Haven where um, the trash in some areas is being left out. And I think this has more to do with residents than DPW because the DPW guys around here are great. Um, and it's just a matter of either informing the tenants or the landlord, which I personally had to do with neighbors next door um, to let the landlord know that, you know, the, his tenants were leaving trash receptacles out, which you're not allowed to do in New Haven as well. Um, past pickup day. And once the landlord's landlord was informed, he went and had a conversation with his tenants. That situation stopped. So, and we, we see a lot of that here in, in Fayetteville too. Um, and with, with, uh, they fix it or, you know, particularly kicks citizens are able to report miscollections, you know, through the app and we will, uh, it actually is integrated with our software, say works. Uh, so a, a work order, excuse me, a service request is automatically generated as soon as they um, they reported it. It, it automatically created the, the service request in our work order system and um, went to that route supervisor. So it kind of cuts down on, on response time when um, it, it goes immediately to, to the supervisor um, in, in our work order system. All right, Caroline Otis, we've got Newswise. So this one's a, this one's a sad one. Um, there's a dead animal removal um, at 5,321 5, Westminster Drive. Um, the reporter is Wendy. Um, description, there's a dead dog on MacArthur Road at the intersection with Franken. I think that's the name. He had been there for a few days. Um, uh, City of Fayetteville admin had opted on, as well as Tiffany, to assign it to environmental services. Um, the issue was closed uh, pretty immediately. Um, the City of Fayetteville has completed the service request, um, should you have any questions or concerns about the work performed, please leave a comment for our staff. Thank you for using Fay Fix It. So you're getting a lot of dead dogs at Fayetteville, or what's the deal? We do. We, we get um, we get uh, a few a day. A few um, wait, a few a day? To... A few dogs dying yeah. a day? Are they getting hit by cars? Yeah. Is it just old age or what? Um, probably a little bit of everything. We see a lot in the in our roadways along our major highways, and we're we're able to usually uh, collect these within 24 hours. Um, this is another request that is um, integrated, so it goes automatically right over to the, the supervisor who will assign the work. And um, with the dead animal removal, so that you know the, that GPS function that that Cyclic Six has really helps us to identify the location. Um, in this case, we were able to, to um, capture a specific address, but in a lot of cases, people are. are you know, reporting this during their morning commute, so they don't have an exact address or even an intersection. So, when they're able to to use that shake feature on their phone and capture the location, it oh, really helps nice. us to pinpoint the location of the animal. Tiffany, I, I'm a little surprised. Several dead dogs a day you're finding. What's the human population of Fayetteville? We are 
200,000. I didn't realize that. And, okay. uh, yeah, we are very, we're a good sized city. And uh, <clears throat> to further complicate matters, we're not very densely populated in the downtown area. We're very spread out. Um, so we have many, many miles of roads. How many square miles are you? 174 square miles. Well, we're 18.7 in New Haven with 130,000 people. Wow, that is a spread out city. But why so many dogs? I think we're responsible for uh, maintaining, if I remember. And uh, so, yeah, we have have a lot of people commute um, to and from work, especially coming on the post. I think Fort Bragg is about, uh, what is it, 30,000, 40,000 people on post, or is it? It's a good number of people on post. So. But why so many dogs? And yeah. why are so many of them dying every day? Well, I wouldn't say it's always dogs. Um, you a lot know, of squirrels. Squirrels, of, okay. cats, rabbits, <laughs> <get them. laughs> all sorts of animals. Awesome. Deer, yeah, we, we see a, a variety of animals. We, we have several dead animal collections today, though. Um, I remember... Oh, we do, we do. And, and we're very heavily wooded as well. Um, we have a lot of natural areas, but that also kind of adds to that name. Okay, spread out and wooded. You're listening to C-Click Fix Radio on WNHH, New Haven's Home for Community Radio. We're talking Fayetteville, North Carolina. Nadine, I believe we have another news item from Fayetteville. Uh, we do. And this one is concerning the Dogwood Festival scavenger hunt. Dog. You're getting hung up on that dog, huh? <laughs> so, so this is an archived issue. Um, this was from 2015. Uh, and it's a beautiful picture of the Faye Fix-It um, logo for their app. And Sorry, yeah, my phone. What, what that was, when we started out, um, when we launched the Faye Fix-It platform, it was coming close to our, our Dogwood Festival, which has, gosh, hundreds of thousands of people come out on average. Yeah, uh, over a three-day weekend. It's a lot of people, and it's, and it's a draw from not just residents living locally, it's also uh, from all from probably about seven or eight counties come around for this festival. Um, so we thought it would be a good opportunity as a way to help promote um, the new Faith Fix-It app. So we did, we created, we had our street sign department um, take uh, the signs, take type signs they use for like handicap parking or reserve parking. And they created custom graphics for it with the Faith Fix-It logo. We put a QR code on it, um, and then we numbered each sign. So we set up about eight signs all over the city in the downtown area where the dog festival's at. And then we promoted that if you go out and do a scavenger hunt, um, you'll be entered in a chance to win a prize. And we worked with local uh, businesses. They offered up, like, gift certificates, you know, $10 gift certificates. Uh, you know, a local restaurant, um, 50% off uh, uh, oil change, those type of things. And so we just took the email addresses, we collected them, and, and the uh, I, I can't remember the rules we had for if we had it. Like, the more times yeah. you successfully found it, you, you'd get a higher tier of prize. Yeah. And so, it, unfortunately, it was a rainy dogwood festival, so we didn't see quite the numbers of people we were expecting that weekend because it rained almost the whole weekend. Um, but it, we consider it a success, and we still have the signs. I got one, in fact, hanging up in my office right now. Um, so for next next time we want to do it again, we can still use the same signs as a way to kind of help promote the service and to encourage people to download the app, put it on their phone, and start using it. So do you have beautiful dogwood blossoming in Fayetteville? Is that why you have the festival, a lot of dogwood trees? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's actually gorgeous down here in springtime. That's why they call it the Dogwood Festival. Ironically enough, typically when they hold the Dogwood Festival, there's no more Dogwood blooms on the trees. 
That's another story. Um, well, that is a story. In New Haven, we have cherry blossoms, just like in, in Washington. We have a neighborhood Rooster Square, these beautiful cherry blossom trees, and they have about a week or two when they're in full bloom, and some streets just look like you're in a snow paradise in May and with, or April, but they do have the same problems that you can't predict exactly when they're going to blossom. And they had a bunch of years mm-hmm. where they were starting to blossom earlier, so mm-hmm. by the time they had the festival, the blossoms were gone, so they were moving the date up. Are you also dealing with a moving target there of different climate changes meant that they blossom at different times and you have to make your best guess about that? No, I, I think um, they just, it's just the timing issues with trying to try not to compete with other festivals. I think there's like the Dahlia Festival down at the coast and some other festivals in, up in Raleigh area. So you don't want to have the same, a festival on the same weekend. So you got so a lot of, be- lot of beauty to go around down there, it sounds like. Year. And honestly, one of the challenges we have, it's, it's a very, it gets hot and humid in Fayetteville pretty quick in the year. I think today is uh, forecast to be 93 degrees, and with the humidity, it's probably going to be over, it'll feel like it's over 100. Wow. So uh, I think they aim to do it at the end of April when it's still kind of a pleasant time of year and it's mm-hmm. nice to be outside. Um, but it, and there's a lot of other flowers. I mean, we have the Bradford pears are blooming. Uh, we have uh, the dahlias are blooming. The um, Wisteria trees are blooming. It's, everything's in bloom. It's a beautiful time to be out and about and enjoying our community. Um, so it, it actually does time out. I think we're called the dogwood because I think that's our, uh, our city's official tree. Gotcha. Dogwood bloom. Well, it's been great hearing all about Fayetteville. Sounds like a lot of great stuff going down there, a lot of natural beauty, a lot of good citizen official interaction going on. Before we let you go, would you mind listening to some New Haven news from Caroline and see if it rings any bells for you down south? Okay, kind of like tell me, hit me with something from New Haven. See, click fix. And this one's just uh, just one, um, but it's a it's a great one to end on. So it's a trash and recycling um, issue that was reported, uh, acknowledged. Um, it was reported at uh, nine forty six Elm Street by reporter um, LMA 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 uh, five hundred mm-hmm. civic points description. This is not a problem, uh, and so maybe this is the wrong spot for it. But dot dot dot. The city sanitation workers on the truck that rolls through my neighborhood are really wonderful. It's a little joy to see them. They're upbeat, friendly, positive. They never fail to say hello or wave. They do their work really well. I've lived in multiple cities, and this is the only one where my cans are upright and out of the way after being emptied. And they do it with kindness and style, like a little dancing while waving a car around um, or a little rhythm in the car return. It's all noticed, and it's all appreciated. I love that one. Isn't that great? That is beautiful. Let's hear it for New Haven sanitation workers. We often hear the complaints, but let's hear about the good job they do every day. Nadine, you checking an amen on that one? Absolutely. I commented on that one, too. What'd you comment? Um, I said, that's great, LMA, and I'm sure DPW appreciates hearing about their staff and will pass on the kind words. And how about Fayetteville? You got the same kind of garbage collectors down there? We have great garbage collectors. They work very hard for our citizens, and I'm not sure... Tiffany, are you aware of any reports coming in where people are giving kudos to staff? Oh, yes. We, we receive um, kudos for the environmental services staff um, pretty often. We, we even um, created a service request on C-Click-Fix or, or Say-Fix-It um, to capture those. Um, citizens can choose to, to compliment environmental services and, and really any other staff member that they encounter while out in the field. Uh, we have a, a very dedicated group of, um, of employees that... Um, that work for our city and and we 
we don't have a week pass, I think, without our citizens reaching out to share their thanks for the great job. So there you have it. There you have it. Now, you, yeah, you, and it's kind of like the click fix app. You know, we can put buttons in there that link to a website so we can send people to specific websites. And we used it for informational purposes. And one of the things we're thinking about we could do in the future, you know, we have what we call our core values award where citizens can nominate employees uh, for their service for nice. simplifying the best. And what we could do is we can actually put a button on our Pay Fix It app, uh, the C-Click Fix platform, that would then go to our website. So somebody can go into the Facebook app and they say, you know what, um, the police officer who I see patrolling my neighborhood, who I talk to, I think he's doing a great job. I want to put him in for a CBA. They can click on that, learn more about it, make the submission online. And that's where that engagement potential with the app is just so valuable. So there you have it. You might think from watching the political races in this country or the news that all people do is complain. In fact, there's a lot to feel great about in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and in New Haven, Connecticut. Well, I'd love hearing about it today, as well as the problems you're fixing down there. I want to thank you for joining us on C-Click Fix Radio. Thanks to Gavin McRoberts, Joseph Vitarelli, and Tiffany Brisson from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Thanks for hanging with us for a half hour today, folks. Thanks to Yale New Haven Hospital for providing financial support for today's program. And the C-Click Fix team, Caroline Smith, Nadine Herring, and Margaret Lee doing the social media magic. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass welcoming you to the Freedom Train all day and all night here on WNHH New Haven's home for community radio for more local talk and music. <laughs>